Hey there, get ready to listen to the affairs of the Black diasporas. You are about to learn, live, and enjoy life lessons we Black people have experienced throughout history. Welcome to Unlocking Our Voices, where we seek to unify the Black diasporas, eradicate inequality, racial profiling, and the general lack of respect. Let's open our mouths and minds with your host, Greg Fuller. Hello to my beautiful Black diaspora people from around the world. Now, today is a really exciting and wonderful day. It is Thursday, August the 17th, which means it is Marcus Messiah birthday. And so millions of black people throughout the world is celebrating this remarkable human being that was born in August the 17th the godfather, the pioneer of the largest black movement of black people to return back to Africa during the 1930s. Gavi was a Jamaican-born black nationalist and the leader of the Pan-Africanism movement, which had highlighted the common ground between people of African descent across the world and aimed to unify and connect them. So today is a very special day, and we should reflect on this remarkable human being who has given millions of black people pride, hope, and joy to look within themselves, the beauty of themselves, the intelligence of themselves, the capability of themselves. And so today we will reflect on this honorable human being. It is for this reason Unlocking Our Voices was created to focus specifically on the black diasporas, the culture, the people, their stories, their issues, injustices, and the varying measures used to prolong our oppression and marginalization. So we will reflect on Garvey's vision. Any leadership that teaches you to depend upon another race is a leadership that will enslave you. Any leadership that teaches you to depend upon another race is a leadership that will enslave you. They gave leadership to our four parents and that leadership made them slaves. But we have decided to find a leadership of our own. Yes, Mr. Garvey. <laughs> Any leadership that teaches you to depend on another race, it's a leadership that will enslave you. Garvey believed in that tremendously, and that is why in his lifetime he worked so effortlessly to try to make black people to be self-sufficient, to look within themselves and to look within their culture, to look within their race, in order to build themselves up. And so when we look at today's crisis that is going on, particularly in Africa, there is much movement and developing situation now taking place on the African continent, particularly in West Africa. The most worrisome of all is that the imperialists and neo-colonialists are working hard to divide the African unity 
by using Nigeria, Nigeria, and some members of the ECOWAS, which stands for the Economic Community of West African States. France and the EU wants to use Africans, black people, to attack other black people in Niger. But keep in mind, Garvey is going to tell us and teach us the importance of black people unifying. But before I unlock this right excellent Marcus Messiah Garvey, let us be reminded that unlocking our voices aim is to connect peoples of the black diasporas in new and exciting ways, equipping them with the tools, the platforms, and access that allows them to trace their history and also point to how an understanding of the past influences the very present that they live in, ultimately impressing upon them that they hold the keys to shaping their own future by way of dialogue and working together and by means of face-to-face or virtual constructive conversation, we seek to evolve and enhance ourselves spiritually, mentally, socially, politically, and economically. United one grand racial hierarchy. Our union must know no crime, no nationality. But let us all hold together in every country, in every clime, making a racial empire upon which the sun shall never set. Yes, making a racial empire on which the sun shall never set. That was the hope, the dream, and vision of Marcus Garvey. It has been 83 years since his physical body has left us, but his message is forever immortalized in our our psyche, both consciously and unconsciously. So, who was Marcus Garvey? That is the question. On August the 17, 1887, a warrior prophet was born in Sentence Bay, Jamaica. Now, his birth had signaled hope to the downtrodden black people of the world in Jamaica, in the United States, in Latin America, and in Africa. For, for this beautiful human being, his action and words would have profound impact on the black race thinking of themselves and their position in the early 20th century. And for those who know history, we have to reflect back because Garvey was a man that was needed at the time for millions of black people. And so in this episode, I want to carefully analyze Marcus Garvey's audio speech Look for me in the whirlwind. Freedom speech from Syracuse in 1924, which is one of his most impactful and powerful works that not only gives us an insight into this 
charismatic man's views on the role of the black diasporas around the world, but also demonstrate how timeless his vision was, as most of the point made by Garvey still applies to the state of the black diaspora in today's world, especially on this day, August the 17th, on his birthday. Now, when we look at Garvey's emergence on the scene in the United States in 1919, while white America was still dealing with its red scare, which include anarchists and Bolsheviks who had threatened the freedom of white America's democracy. Garvey was much more focused on the plight of his people, black people. He was convinced that integration would never happen and that only economic, political, and cultural success on the part of African-Americans would bring about equality and respect for black people in the United States and eventually throughout the rest of the world. And we see following that year in 1919, Garvey purchased an auditorium in Harlem and he named it Liberty All. For he believed if you want liberty, meaning black people, you yourself must strike the first blow. If you must be free, you must become so through your own effort. So Garvey believed that freedom can only come on the part of those who are being oppressed. And so when we look in Africa today, we see many African nations in West Africa are joining force together to say no more imperialism, no more colonialism. Because when we look at the African continent, freedom can only be given by themselves. Freedom will never be given by those who have taken your freedom away from you. And so we see in that following year, in 1920, Garvey was elected as the provisional president of Africa by the members of the UNIA. <laughs> and it's interesting, when Garvey became the president of the provisional um, president of Africa, Garvey dressed in military uniform. This is the signal this is a warrior coming to liberate black people. And from there, he created the African League. And they also were required to dress in military gears too. Marching band and other auxiliaries groups such as the Black Cross nurses. So Garvey was on a mission, you know. Garvey was on a mission to liberate black people. And so it is important, it is important that we understand that Garvey's life's work was for black people. Garvey's mission was to liberate black people. Garvey and his followers dressed in their military outfits 
and they would march to their meeting under the banner that reads, we want a black civilization and Africa must be free. This is in the 1920s. Africa must be free. And so if we do not have a free continent of Africa, and when I say free continent of Africa, many countries in Africa appears to have political power, but they have no true economic power because the World Bank and the IMF still infiltrate their financial system, still infiltrate their political system. And until Africa and African nations can shed themselves of neocolonialism, Africa will never be free. And this is why it is important for us as black people who are African conscious to support Niger, to support Burkina Faso, to support Mali in their struggle against um, the French, against the EU, and any imperialist nations that are seeking to deny Niger true freedom from neocolonialism. Let us be reminded that we have given the West 500 years of our labor, of our tears, of our sacrifice, of our resources. Now is the time for black man to dive down and dig. Dive down, black men, and dig. Reach up, black men and women, and pull all nature's knowledge to you. Turn ye around and make a conquest of everything north and south, east and west. And then when you have wrought well, you will have merited God's blessing. You will have become God's chosen people. And naturally you will become leaders of the world. And as you bow down to the white man today, so a lot of races bow down to you and call you a race of masters because of the superiority of your mind and your achievements. Yes, this was the vision of Garvey, right? This was the, 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 the vision. Garvey's grand vision, vision for unity within the black diaspora and a united Africa should be carried out with the greatest of urgency. With over a thousand plus division of the Universal Negro Improvement Association and African Communities League in over 50 countries, there should be no splintering of fragmentation when it comes to Garvey's vision and philosophy. And I think that in reflecting on Garvey's views and Garvey's vision, it, is be, it should be reminded that Garvey did not have any division with, when he created the UNIA. And in 2023, all the UNIA in all these countries, they should be connected with each other. They should be communicating with each other. They should be spreading the message of Garvey's movement and vision. Because one of the greatest disadvantages that we have had as a people, it's our division. We must break free from those divisions. 
And so it is important for the UNIA in Jamaica to be communicating with all the divisions in the United States. It is important for the UNIA to be communicating with all the divisions in Latin America. It is important for the UNIA in Jamaica to be communicating with all the divisions in Africa. It is important for the UNIA in Jamaica to make sure that they are communicating with all the UNIA in Europe. It is important for the UNIA in Jamaica to be communicating with all the UNIA in Asia because the collectiveness, the mission, the vision, and the movement, and the one direction should be the aim of the UNIA in which Garvey created. No division should be amongst this organization. And so on this day, August the 17, 2023, this should be the mission of all the UNIA organization in the world today. Reach out to other UNIA. The goal is to create unity. The goal is to make sure that Garvey's vision comes through. This is not a one-man party because the victory must be collectively put together with all these various UNIA. And so Garvey came forth at a time that was important for us. We see this fraternal organization of black nationalists advocate that persons of African ancestry should receive separate but equal status and establish independent black states around the world. Yes, we have independent black states, but there is no unity. There is no economic cohesion. There is no political cohesions. There is no military cohesions. And so the black fragmentation and black unity is still not yet achieved. But over the weekend, we, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we saw something remarkable. I believe it was in Alabama. They calling it the Alabama brawl in which black people came together to support other black people. But listen to the pro prophetic words of Malcolm X a couple decades ago. I think you'll find, sir, that there will come a time when black people wake up and become intellectually independent enough to think for themselves, as other humans are intellectually independent enough to think for themselves, then the black man will think like a black man, and he will feel for other black people. And this new thinking and feeling will cause black people to stick together. And then at that point, you'll have a situation where when you attack one black man, you are attacking all black men. And this type of black thinking will cause all black people to stick together. And this type of thinking also will bring an end to the brutality inflicted upon black people by white people. And it is the only thing that will bring an end to it. No federal court, state court, or city court 
will bring an end to it. It's something that the black man has to bring an end to himself. Yes, now that was Malcolm X talking about the unity of black people. Malcolm X, his parent was a Garveyite. Garvey also talks about this very same unity. And so when we look, there is something spiritually going on within the black diaspora. There is something prophetic going on within black movement. And we see African nations are questioning their relationship with Europe. African nations are questioning their relationship with the United States, the richest continent in the world, but yet still it is one of the poorest. And every country in terms of superpower is going to Africa for natural resources. But yet still the African people and the African continent is not benefiting. And so we see individuals in countries like Kenya, individuals in countries like Ghana, individuals in countries like South Africa, Uwanda, and other parts of the African continent are questioning their relationship are questioning the disunity of African states, are questioning why do we have these borders that were created by the imperialists and colonialists? Why is it so difficult for African nations and African people to move across other African nations when it's much easier for Western powers to travel throughout the continent of Africa, but the Africans themselves, it is extremely difficult for them to travel throughout Africa. But on this day, Gavi's birthday, August the 17th, let us reflect and listen to one of his most impactful speech that was given in 1924, look for me in the whirlwind. And so I want to take the time to really kind of play the entirety of this speech for millions of people to hear this beautiful and inspirational speech. Because believe it or not, this was one of the speech that inspires, inspired unlocking our voices podcast. It was this speech who motivated me to create this show. When I heard this, um, this speech, Look For Me in the Whirlwind, it had such a profound impact on me. These are the people who motivates me. Marcus Messiah Garvey, this Jamaican-born black nationalist. We should never Forget the work, the sacrifice he has given for the unity of black people. We have to look within ourselves. We have to work with each other across the board in every country. Let language not be a barrier. Let cultural practice not be a barrier. We are black people. 
We are black people living in Jamaica. We are black people living in America. We are black people living in Latin America. We are black people living in Europe. We are black people living in Asia. In other words, we are African people, no matter where we are in the world. But let's listen to Garvey's speech, Look for Me in the Whirlwind and play it in its entirety so you all could hear his voice. You all could hear his message in which he talks about many things, unity, race, economy, racial pride, and so forth. Did not suffer and die to give me an education to slight, oppress, or discourage my people. Because whatsoever education I acquired out of their sacrifice of over 300 years, I shall use for the salvation of the 400 million black people of the world. And the day when I forsake my people, may God Almighty say there shall be no more life for you. I unequivocally rejected the racist assumption of much white American Christianity. Namely, that God had created a black man inferior and that he had intended Negroes to be a servant class, viewers of wood and drawers of water. Well, I predicated my view of man on the doctrine of Imago Dei. All men, regardless of color, are created in the image of God. Now, from this premise, follow the equality of all men and the brotherhood of all men. The biblical injunction of Acts 17.26 reminds us that he created of one blood all nations of men that dwell on the face of the earth. I was most interested in brotherhood within his own race. Because if Negroes are created in God's image and Negroes are black, then God must, in some sense, be black. white man has the idea of a white God, let him worship his God as he desires. We have found a new ideal, because whilst our God has no color, and yet it is human to see everything through one's own spectacles, and since the white people have seen their God through their white spectacles, we have only now started to see our God through our own spectacles. But we believe in the God of Ethiopia, the everlasting God, God of Father, God of Son, God of Holy Ghost, the one God of all ages. That is the God in whom we believe, but we shall worship him through the spectacles of Ethiopia. For 250 years, we have struggled under the burden and rigors of slavery. We were maimed, we were brutalized, we were ravaged in every way. We are men. We have hopes, we have passions, we have feelings, we have desires just like any other race. The cries raised all over the world of Canada for the Canadians, of America for the Americans, of England for the English, of France for the French, of Germany for the Germans. Do we take it unreasonably that we, the blacks of the world, should raise the cry of Africa for the Africans? The Negro is the man. We represent the new Negro. His back is not yet against the wall. We do not want his back against the wall because that would be a peculiar and desperate position. We do not want him there. It is because of this that we are asking for fair compromise. Where the Belgians have control of the Belgian Congo, which they cannot use, they have not the resources to develop now the intelligence. The French have more territory than they can develop. There are certain parts of Africa in which they cannot live at all. So it is for you to come together and give us a United States of Africa. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are not going to be a race without a country. God never intended it, and we are not going to abuse God's confidence in us as men. We are men, human beings, capable of the same acts as any other race, possessing under fair circumstances the same intelligence as any other race. Now, Africa's been sleeping, not dead, only sleeping. Today, Africa's walking around not only on our feet, but on our brains. You can enslave us, was done for 300 years, the bodies of men. You can shackle the hands of men. You can shackle the feet of men. You can imprison the bodies of men. But you cannot shackle or imprison the minds of men. (laughs) 
dive down, black men, and dig. Reach up, black men and women, and pull all nature's knowledge to you. Turn ye around and make a conquest of everything north and south, east and west. And then when you have wrought well, you will have merited God's blessing. You will have become God's chosen people. And naturally you will become leaders of the world. And as you bow down to the white man today, so a lot of races bow down to you and call you a race of master because of the superiority of your mind and your achievement. Because no race has the last word on culture and on civilization. They do not know what we are capable of. They do not know what we are thinking. They're thinking in terms of dreadnoughts, battleships, aeroplanes, submarines. You know what we're thinking about? That is our own private business. <laughs> so give us credit for being able to use our minds. And with people becoming conscious of themselves, determined to use their minds, you do not know to what extent they can go. Liberate the minds of men and ultimately you will liberate the bodies of men. We love the white race, not for social fellowship, but for the common brotherhood of God intended we should live. What satisfaction can anyone get in being happy and see his brother wallowing in filth, dirt and disease? How can you be happy living in luxury and your brother's living in disease and then when you try to help the one out of the disease, the subtle culprit talks about disloyalty? Black men of Carthage, black men of Ethiopia, of Timbuktu, of Alexandria, gave the light of civilization to this world. Ethiopia shall stretch forth our hands unto God, and princes shall come out of Egypt. Because classes, nations, races have been quite quiet for over four centuries. Who has merely borne abuse, insult, humiliation? Whose forbearance can only be compared to the prophet Job, has likewise lifted his bowed head and raised it up to God's skies and cried out, I am a man, and demand a man's chance and a man's treatment in this world. Yeah. That I shall teach the black man, I shall teach the black man to see beauty in his own kind and stop bleating his skin and otherwise looking like what he's not. Slavery, race mixture, miscegenation had occurred because the African woman had no protection from the slave master. Therefore, there is no need today for black people to themselves freely continue a practice that smacks so much of slavery. Our critics said that the race problem will be solved through higher education, through better education, and black and white will come together, that they will never happen until Africa is redeemed. Because if those who like W.E.B. Du Bois believe that the race problem will be solved in America through higher education, they will walk between now and eternity and never see the problem solved. God made man lord of his creation, gave him possession and ownership of the world. And you have been so darned lazy that you have allowed the other fellow to run away with the whole world and now he's bluffing you and telling you that the world belongs to him and that you have no part in it. I don't have to apologize to anybody for being black because God Almighty knew exactly what he was doing when he made me black. If black people knew their glorious past, then they would be more inclined to respect themselves. Yes, you heard of Johnny Walker Red. And black. Well, he had his adversities, but he's still going strong. <laughs> well, I intend, with your help and God's grace, to continue. Because my work has only just begun. And future generations shall have in their hands the guide by which they shall know the sins of the 20th century. I know, and I know you too believe in time, but we shall wait patiently for 200 years, if need be, to face our enemies through our posterity. When my enemies are satisfied, 
In life, I shall come back, or in death, even to serve you as I served before. In life, I shall be the same. In death, I shall be a terror. To the Create our own saints. Create our 
righteous. And elevate the positions of women and black men and women who have made a distinct contribution to our racial history. Sojourner Truth is worthy of a place of sainthood alongside the Joan of Arc. Christmas Harris and George William Garden are entitled to the halo of martyrdom with no less glory than the martyrs of any other race. To St. Levitor's brilliancy as a soldier or a statesman outshone that of any other people, hence he's entitled to the highest place as a hero among men. Because Africa's created millions and countless millions of black men and women in war and peace, whose luster and bravery outshone that of any, any other people. So why not see good and perfection in ourselves? We must inspire our literature and promulgate a doctrine of our own without any apologies to the powers that be. That right is ours and God. Let sentiments and cross opinions go to the winds. We are entitled to our own opinions and are not obligated to or bound by the opinions of others. If others laugh at you, return the laughter to them. If they limit you, return the compliment with equal force. Because they have no more right to dishonor, discredit you in manhood than you have in dealing with them. Honor them when they honor you. Disrespect and disregard them when they vilely treat you. Their arrogance is but skin deep. An assumption that has no foundation in morals or in law. They have sprung from the same family tree of obscurity as we have. Their history is as rude in its primitiveness as ours. Their ancestors were running wild in living in trees of branches like monkeys as ours. They made human sacrifices, ate the flesh of their own dead and wild meat from beasts for centuries, even as they have accused us of doing. Their cannibalism is more prolonged than ours. When we were embracing the, the banks of the, of the Nile, they were still drinking blood out of the, out of the skulls of their conquered dead. After our civilization had reached the noonday of progress, they were still living in holes with bats, rats, and other insects and animals. After we had already unfathomed the mystery of the stars and reduced the heavenly constellation to minute and regular calculus, they were still backwards men living in ignorance and in blatant darkness. The world is indebted to us for the benefits of civilization. They stole our arts and sciences from Africa. Then why should we be ashamed of ourselves? Their modern improvement to be, re to be reflected and resurrected by our generation and our posterity. Why should we be discouraged if somebody laughs at us today? Who shall tell what tomorrow will bring forth? Did they not laugh at Christ, Moses, Muhammad? Was there not a, a Carthage, Greece, and Rome? So we see and have changes every day. So pray, walk, be steadfast, and be not dismayed. Because as the Jew is held together by his religion, the white race is by the assumption and the unwritten law of superiority. The Mongolian by the precious tie of blood. Likewise, the black man must unite in one grand racial hierarchy. Our union must know no crime, no nationality. But let us all hold together in every country, in every crime, making a racial empire upon which the sun shall never set. but your own speak to you from the depths. Let no influence but your own rouse you in time of peace and time of war. Hear all, but attend only to that which concerns you. Your allegiance shall be to your God, your race, your country. Remember that the Jew in his political and economic origins always was the Jew. 
The white man is first a white man under all circumstances, so you can do no less. Be black, buy black, think black, and all else will take care of itself. Let no one inoculate you with evil doctrines to suit his own convenience. Charity begins at home, so first to thyself be true, and thou canst not then be false to no man. Because God and nature first made us what we are, and out of our own creative genius we make ourselves what we want to be. Follow always that great law. Let God and the sky be our limit and eternity our measurement. There is no height to which you cannot climb without the active intelligence of your own mind. Mind creates, and as much as we desire in nature, we can have through the creation of our own mind. And today, being scientifically the weaker race, you shall treat others only as they treat you. But in your homes and everywhere possible, you must teach the higher development of science to your children. And make sure, and make sure that we have a race of scientists par excellence. For in religion and science lies our only hope to withstand the evil designs of modern materialism. Never forget your God. Remember that we live, work, and pray for a binding racial hierarchy whose only natural, spiritual, and political limits shall be God and Africa at home and abroad. With one, with God's dearest blessings, I leave you for a while, one love. Wow, what a remarkable speech. So, I hope this episode has helped you learn more about Marcus Messiah Garvey because his speech is as relevant today as it was in the 1920s. Let's start a new chapter of partnership, fellowship, brotherhood, sisterhood, spiritual strength, racial unification or racial unity for political power, economic might, and a united Africa. Thanks for tuning in, and I encourage you to check out our social media because we have some great content on those platforms. Stay connected for our next episode where we dive deep into another fascinating episode of Unlocking the Voices of the Black Diaspora Community. Thanks so much and have a wonderful rest of your week. If you enjoyed Unlocking Our Voices, recommend us and let's grow our conversations, community, and power. Stay tuned for our next episode and don't forget to sign up for our notifications. Find us on social media at Unlocking Our Voices and on our website at www.unlockingourvoices.com. Thanks for listening and helping to amplify the voices of the Black diasporas.